G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. The Bible says God has placed eternity in our hearts. We are not highly evolved animals. We feel the pull, the tug of heaven deep down inside. Pastor Greg Laurie points out God created us to look past the earthly horizon. We have a built-in desire to ask about eternity. There is a desire in us, there is a craving in us that nothing on this earth will ever satisfy. It'll only be satisfied when we are with the Lord. This is the day when the lost are found. In 2008, Pastor Greg Laurie and his wife Kathy got the news that no parent should ever get. They learned that their son had suddenly and unexpectedly gone to heaven. It was a loss they obviously still feel today. And on a recent anniversary of their son's passing, Pastor Greg was thinking about heaven. Today, on A New Beginning, we present the message Pastor Greg brought to his congregation that day. It's a very personal view of one of the most important issues that we can consider. you have GPS. Maybe you have it in your car, you have it in your smartphone, GPS. How many of you have ever used GPS and had it take you to the wrong place? That, that's happened to me too. Uh, a lot of cars come with it and you know, and it's funny how we'll tell you, you know, turn right at the next off ramp. Turn right at the next off ramp. And then, you know, sometimes I won't turn right at the next off ramp because I know it's better to go a different way so I will disobey GPS. <laughs> and then it will, you know, recalculate, 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 recalculate. Then it will come back, turn right at the next off ramp. Turn right at the next off ramp. I don't know about your GPS, but when I don't do it, after I turn a couple of off ramps down, it says, why didn't you turn right at the last off ramp? I told you to turn right at the last off ramp. So I have to go into the features and disable nag. It's in there. Stop. Stop. I made all that up. But um, remember that movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey? Uh, remember that computer, Hal? Yeah, that's what freaks me out a little bit. These machines telling us what to do. I read a story about a motorist relying on GPS in Milwaukee that ended up on a snowmobile trail uh, several miles down the frozen path and they stopped and they couldn't turn around so they're underneath a foot and a half of snow and they call 911. The officer responding said, people shouldn't believe everything these things tell you. <laughs> you know, Just because the machine tells you to do it doesn't mean you should do it. Now you take this sophisticated technology that actually works with satellites and consider the fact that it is built in to birds. 
It's called a homing instinct. Consider a bird called the golden plover. The golden plover. Native to Hawaii, the plover migrates during the summer to the Aleutian Islands, 1,200 miles away. Then they mate, they lay their eggs, and their little fledglings are born. The golden plovers go back to Hawaii, and then the little birds that are just being born fly to Hawaii. They've never been to Hawaii before. They don't have a GPS that says, turn right at the next island. They just know how to get to Hawaii 1,200 miles away. Took about a homing instinct. So the next time someone calls you a bird brain, take that as a compliment. <laughs> I think God has built in us a little spiritual GPS, if you will. It's like a homing instinct. And it's a homing instinct for a place we've never been to before. It's a homesickness for heaven. And you're born with it. And you don't know that necessarily, but there's this sort of yearning deep down inside of you going back to the earliest days of your childhood. Maybe you thought it was gonna be satisfied by certain things through your life and you realize with the passing of time it isn't. And just like the golden plovers, you're headed somewhere a place you've never been before because that is where your citizenship is as a believer. The Bible says God has placed eternity in our hearts. We are not highly evolved animals. We are made uniquely in the image of God with a soul and a desire to know the God who created us. The Bible says this about our lives in First Chronicles 29:15. We're here only for a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a shadow gone so soon without a trace. Is that not an accurate description of life? Now when you're young, life seems to go slowly. But as you get older, can you believe how quickly life goes? How quickly a week goes and a month and then a year? And that's the way it is. And the reason we have this longing is because we are citizens of a different place. You might say we have dual citizenship. I mean, we're citizens of the planet Earth, of course. We're American citizens. Uh, but then for those of us that have put our trust in Christ, we're heavenly citizens. Philippians 3.20 says, we're citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we're eagerly waiting for Him to return as our Savior. So. There is a desire in us, there is a craving in us that nothing on this earth will ever satisfy. It'll only be satisfied when we are with the Lord. As Augustine said, quote, you formed us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you, end quote. I heard the story of a little boy that was out flying a kite and it had gone up so high he couldn't see it any longer. And someone walked up to him, saw the little boy tugging on that string. And then they said, where's your kite? He said, up there. And the person said, well, I can't see your kite. The boy said, it's there. And the person said, how do you know it's there? He says, I feel it's tug. And we feel the same thing. We feel the pull, the tug of heaven deep down inside. Now, talking about heaven causes me to focus and think about where my son is right now. And there's some of you listening to me right now who have a loved one that's in heaven. Well, how many of you have a loved one in heaven? Raise your hand up. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a parent or a grandparent. These are all hard. Everyone's hard in its own way. Uh, when you've lost a loved one, uh, you really dread birthdays and 
death days. I mean, we can call them something else if it makes us feel better, but we remember that's the day our loved one left us. Uh, actually, all days are hard. Birthdays are hard. Christmas is hard. Easter is hard. Everything's hard. It's amazing how every day it seems like or every occasion is loaded with memories that we didn't even know we had that sort of our release when those days come. But there's a lot of hurting people out there. And I, I joined a club I never wanted to join. It's a club of those who have lost loved ones and specifically children. And people just pour their hearts out whenever I address this. And they tell me their stories. And I was in tears reading the stories of other people today uh, who had lost children and, and talked about how we've inspired them. And I, I thank God for that. That despite this pain and tragedy, if we can bring a little hope, a little comfort to someone else, I won't say it's all worth it, but I'll say I'm thankful God has allowed us to have some joy uh, despite this tragedy. If you want me to be honest, I, I would have my son back in a heartbeat and I would give anything and everything for that, but I'm not given that opportunity. So I just say, well, Lord, I don't want to waste my pain. How can I use it for your glory? There's just a lot of hurting people out there. And in a way I speak to them and in another way I speak for them because uh, I know what they're going through. And so we have hope and that hope is in heaven. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And he's sharing a very personal message today about the afterlife. It's entitled... Let's talk about heaven. Heaven is not just a state of mind. It's a real place. And we have our questions about heaven. What's heaven like? What will we do in heaven? What will our new bodies be like? Will we know one another in heaven? Well, let's talk about that. We're going to read Colossians chapter 3. Look there with you would. We'll read more of it later. But right now let's just read verses 1 and 2 of Colossians 3. The Apostle Paul writes and he says, Since then you've been raised with Christ, Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. We'll stop there. Now this phrase, set your minds, speaks of a diligent, active, single-minded investigation. Uh, this could be translated think, or more thoroughly, have this inner disposition. So here's a real simple way to translate what I just read. Think about heaven, or even a simpler way, think heaven. I like that. Think heaven. The verb in this verse is in the present tense, which means keep thinking about and keep seeking heaven. Our feet must be on the earth, but our minds should be in heaven. But here's the problem. Many of us will go through uh, a day, sometimes a week, perhaps even a month, without a single thought about heaven. Now you say, but how can I be thinking about and seeking heaven? I've never been to heaven. I don't know what heaven is like. Well, the way that you know what heaven is like is through the careful study of the Bible. The Bible is the authoritative source on heaven, on really every topic. So I need to be heavenly minded. Now, of course, we immediately think, oh, yes, but you know, people who are heavenly minded are so out of touch. You've heard the expression, oh, they're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. That's such a stupid expression. <laughs> I know a lot of people that are so earthly minded, they're no heavenly good. 
I mean, what does it mean to be heavenly minded, to have my head in the clouds and be out of touch with reality? Absolutely not. Those that think the most about the next life do the most in this one. So it's not a disconnectedness. It's a person that just recognizes that life on earth has a beginning, middle, and end. We recognize that we don't know when this life will end. We recognize there is an afterlife. There's future reward and there's future judgment for those that do not believe. And that affects us in the way we live now. See, you're not gonna just do whatever you want if you really believe that there's a future judgment. And it's gonna motivate you to do good things and godly things if you believe that there are future rewards. So it really affects us in the way that we live. So now let's talk about his location. Where is God? Well, in a broad sense, as we learned, God is omniscient. And that means that God is what? Everywhere. He's everywhere. He's here. He's with us when we leave. He's overseas. He's in every place at every time. You can't escape from the Lord. Psalm 139, seven, I'll never escape from your spirit. I'll never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you are there. But having said that, heaven is the dwelling place of God himself. And I think this longing for heaven that we all have deep down inside is really a longing for God. Psalm 63, one, the psalmist says, oh God, you're my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. And the Bible promises a day is coming when we will see God face to face. Jesus said in the Beatitudes, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. You'll see God. Not in this body. If you were to see God in this body, you would like just <laughs> blow up on the spot. But one day we will see him. And seeing God will be like seeing everything else for the first time because not only will we see God, but he'll be the lens through which we see everything else, people, ourselves, and the events of this life. I'm telling you, when you get to heaven, everything is gonna suddenly make sense to you because you're gonna see everything from a different perspective. Sometimes people suggest that when we get to heaven, we have a collective spiritual lobotomy. Here's how the reasoning goes. Well, uh, we'll have to forget certain things in heaven because if we knew certain things, heaven wouldn't be heaven, we'd be miserable. Well, look, God's not gonna do a brain wipe on you. You're gonna have perspective. Sort of like when my grandkids are playing with toys, you know, and, and something happens traumatic, like the head of a doll comes off. <laughs> and uh, they're very little and they, they're upset and they cry and, Papa, the doll's head came off and, I tried to screw the head back on, you know, and it's not working. I said, don't worry about it. But Papa, the doll, don't worry about it. But, but, because I probably have a spare in the closet because I bought quantities of little plastic dolls for these kids. And, or if I don't have a spare, I'm going to go get them one. So I say, don't worry about it. Why? Because I know what's going to happen and I know what's going to take place and it will be better than what they even have now. So I can say with assurance, don't worry. But all they see is the decapitated doll. That's all they see. You see? So we're in life and things happen and they don't make sense and we say, this is wrong. This is unfair. This is so hard. And God says, don't worry about it. Well, no, but God, you don't see what I see. God says, I see what you see. Don't worry about it. 
And one day when we get to heaven, we'll see it from his perspective. So I don't think in heaven we forget everything. The fact is you know more in heaven, not less. And that sort of addresses the question, will we recognize one another in heaven? My response is, what, you think you'll be more stupid in heaven than you are on earth? <laughs> you'll know more in heaven, not less. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, we will know as we are known. And I will even take it a step further. I don't think we just get to heaven and our brains explode. They're 30 feet wide, big brain. <laughs> no, I think we'll even learn in heaven. We'll continue to learn, we'll continue to grow, but we'll have a divine perspective when we get there. That's the hope of the follower of Jesus Christ when we see God face to face. Great reassurance about heaven today from Pastor Greg Laurie in a message called Let's Talk About Heaven. This study has touched many hearts over the years. And next time on A New Beginning, we'll hear some more insights on heaven and checking our assumptions and expectations about our eternal home. But before we go today, we'd love for you to hear some comments that Pastor Greg made on a talk show called Pastor's Perspective, heard in Southern California on KWVE Radio. He and co-host Don Stewart received a call from a father with a question that relates to today's study. Pastor, I I heard you talking about losing your son, and I lost my son eight years ago. And I often think about um, what it's going to be like when I'm reunited with him. And I notice that you're kind of a painter, and you you kind of paint pictures for people with, with your descriptions. And I just wanted to hear from your perspective what you think it's going to be like when you're reunited with your son. Because I think about it often. Uh, And I talk to a lot of people in my job. I'm a suicide uh, case manager, and I talk to a lot of people about things like that to just get different perspectives. And I want to hear yours, Pastor. That's such a great question, and it's clearly the question from a father that Mm. has lost a son. Because you would would think about that, and, and I have thought about that. I don't have a definitive answer, Don, but... I I think of it in a real sense. And by that I mean, you know, I think about seeing him. I think about things I might ask him. You know, when my son was very young, his nickname was Topher, short for Christopher. I'd carry him around on my shoulders and he would always point at things, just a little guy, and he'd say, sat, which was his way of saying, what's that? Hmm. And I'd say, oh, that's a tree. Sat. Oh, that's a bird. Sat. Hmm. That's another tree. Sat. That's a car. That, he was just an inquisitive little guy. Mm-hmm. And I sort of have envisioned myself getting up to heaven and saying, Whoa, sat. Uh, that's a <laughs> sea of glass, Dad. Sat. Uh, <laughs> you know, and he starts describing heaven for me. And of course, my next question would be, When's lunch? <laughs> Anytime, Dad. You know, so, you know, I guess yeah. you envision that you would sort of be catching up on old times. You, you would just. I can't say really, but I, it's going to be a glorious reunion, and and I look forward to it very much. And uh, it is the great hope that we have as Christians, and uh, I believe you'll be reunited with them again. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called "Let's Talk About Heaven." Now, if you'd like to listen again, download the free Vision Christian Media app, where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-00-5011 or visionstore.org.au.
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.